Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Mouse Jones. I'm Nat Wilds. I'm Flora. And we are... I miss you, man. Miss you too, man. Ooh, Jesus. All right. Lord. I'll start it up. I'll start yeah, it up. Welcome started. back. Welcome back, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, to another week of your friends, your family next door. This is the guys next door. Uh, we appreciate you guys for coming, as we always do, man, coming in week after week. This is damn near. We're at two almost, years. Yeah, it's almost we're three years. Half, yeah, we're at two and a half yeah. years, actually. It'll be three. We're almost at three. And, uh, you guys have been rocking with us this entire time, man. I definitely have been saying two years for... You have. Two years. <laughs> you have been saying two years. As soon as we hit the one-year mark, Mouse started saying two years. Yeah, yeah, shout out to two years. Yeah. Uh, but we appreciate you guys. We love you guys. We thank you guys for listening. Uh, so no, no matter where you are listening to this, we appreciate you. If you guys are listening to this on Apple Podcasts or whatever, make sure that you give us five stars because we... Uh, we're children. You know, we, we're children. And we need we, validation. We need it. We, do. we need to know that we're doing a good job by you yeah. telling us we're doing a good yeah, job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, just, we just need you to let us know. Um, also, I'm, not, I'm not ashamed. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Also, uh, if you want to watch this, if you can see us right now, then you're probably watching this on YouTube. Make sure that you guys go to our YouTube and uh, check out the episodes because we're dropping those every week. Shout out to the family. Shout out to Kev, man. Shout, Shout out to Kev. Kev. Kev holding it down, man. Holding it down. Um, also... We got new episodes coming up on Patreon. Make sure you go put some snaps on the petrol. Please. Stop coming in our crib and getting our food thinking free. that this stuff is for free. Niggas you are not bro man from the fifth floor. Niggas take shit for free and then only put nothing back in the fridge. Stupid Please. Thing. Go put some orange juice in there. Something. something. Please. Niggas be fucking. It, it, it's my apple juice. It's say mine. <laughs> They don't even say my name. Say it mine. just says mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bitch, you know you're not mine. <laughs> <laughs> go to patreon.com slash guys next door. Uh, make sure that you guys go put some snaps on that petrol. Yep. Go get some uh, exclusive content. You know, we're always posting stuff up there every every month. And uh, yeah. You're trying, to, you're trying to escape. Escape what? It's not fucking 2022 yet. <sighs> All right, you're trying okay. to fucking escape. You see, you see, I tried to take it over for you guys. It. I tried to take it over for it's you guys. It's not 2022 yet. Okay, all right, it's all right. Still, we have two more weeks left of 2021. That's true. So therefore, I'm gonna let y'all know now. Imagine I just, you know, for the, you know, for any listener, man, woman, they, mm. imagine I grabbed your chin real soft because you was looking that way, and I said, "You listening to this podcast?" On a Wednesday, oh, Jesus on a Christ. Thursday, on a Friday, even on a Tuesday, I give you some break on a Tuesday. Okay, okay, okay. Because we be fucking up. Sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you, you would do that. You know how the hard work it went to get this podcast up between us three niggas. <sighs> it's a lot. I would take my beat like this. Suck my dick. <laughs> oh, see, he's been doing acting. He's been at, in acting classes. This is ridiculous. This you is ridiculous. You have to live. That's what you, you told me that. You said you can't. You got to You got to You got to let it. You got to let it breathe. You got to live. You got to let it breathe. So I'd be like uh, practicing scenes. <laughs> You're laughing. I'm dead serious. I know you are. Dead serious. I've been practicing scenes. I'd be like really throwing my phone. I don't like to fake throw it. I really throw that shit. <laughs> you know what's funny? My like daughter if you actually did after hours again. Oh yeah, it's a I beast. killed after hours. You did. You did your thing. I don't want to complain. I'd be on. I'd be on the train. They'd be like, "Hey, talk about breakfast." <laughs> <laughs> you saying my lines? 
But if yeah. we did that shit again, oh yeah, it's, it's beast mode. Now that I know, it's beast mode. I was acting. Yeah, I would be living that moment now. Yeah. What you was about to say about my? No, favorite? I was gonna say uh, my niece is actually in a place now where she's acting out scene. I mean, my daughter, she's acting out scenes the now. Tristan is the greatest. It's She's literally hilarious because you never you never realize what your child is going to pick up. You don't think like you're looking I, over there. I don't even I don't you're even. Over I know. You, you, yeah, yeah sorry, daughter, sorry, sorry. Daughter, no, you're not here yet. Oh yeah, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah, sorry. <laughs> you know, my my I, I really. It's 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 weird because you don't know if she's going to pick something up. You don't know if she's not, and it's not like I'm acting in the house. Bro, she's going, Tristan. You're great, and you're going to. Oh no, be she's going to be. She's so going to be out. More gonna, levels for you to get, and then like she's out of here already. The door for me to sneak in the back. Yep, and, yep, yep. You know, get a few rolls because you know that's, that's what, what I do. do. Yep. But I'm telling you now, that anointing's on her already. Like the so, control she has of a room. Son, she ran up to like me. Two? Son, she ran up to me. She says, meh, 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 meh. Meh, 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 meh. runs away, then comes back and does it again. I'm like, yo, where did you get this from? She's the greatest. She's gonna it's be ridiculous. so good. It's just it's ridiculous. So She's gonna be so good. She's gonna be so good. Um, somebody is waiting on us to introduce them, so it's only right. So this episode, let me say now, um, I think that's this is when you do it, or if not, Rel put this in the very, very, very beginning of the episode. Um, this episode may be triggering to some. Um, we will be talking about um some mental health issues. We'll be talking about suicide. So if you you know, if this is too triggering for anyone, I guess this is the point where you cut it off. Um, and if not, you know, hopefully this is where you learn and realize that the guy next door platform is a lot more than a place where we just come and shoot the shit and yep. say smart things to each other that sound cool. Like we're here to actually do a work in the community. Um, so we have a guy that has become a friend through Twitter. Like this is what Twitter is for. Um, met this guy. Met this guy uh, on Twitter a few years back. Um, he's just been super dope. He's always had cool tweets. We was interested in a lot of the same things, mm-hmm. and um. I want to say, let me not lie. I don't want to. I don't want to misquote. I'll let him tell it. But there was a point where I seen his tweets got a bit darker, got a bit morbid, and I was like, "Is he all right?" And then I think you took some time off, and you came back on the timeline, and you discussed what you were dealing with. So my 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 friend, my guy, um, my brother, who I'm happy is here to have this discussion with us, my guy Pascal. Or should I say P? You tell me. Pascal, P. Cal. P. Cal <laughs> on Twitter. P. Cal, Pascal, my man P. I'm just happy he's here. Pascal, welcome to the crib. Thank you for having me. Thank you both. Thank um, of course. So, man. just you know, I I I, I want to I. This is obviously the guy next door with guys, and we, you know, there's. I, when I say that, I don't say that to like avoid accountability. I say that because we have a very specific way of. Talking about things as men, so I I, I don't want to. And not only that, we we have a we we only have our perspective. We only have our perspective. So I'm we're we're not medical professionals. We're not therapists. We don't really have much to our knowledge. We don't have much um, interaction with things of like this. So you know we're jumping in. You know I, I don't even know if it, it's sad to say, but if it was a woman here, I'd be a lot of, it'd be a lot of mm-hmm. preference in like, you know, so just want to show you good. But you know, as a nigga, it's just like, you good, my nigga. All right, let's jump into this. Um, so let me ask you that. Actually, that's the, when did you know you weren't good? Um, I mean, in regards to like when I actually started to speak morbidly, like mm-hmm. I didn't really know what was going on. I got hospitalized, uh, after making an attempt, that's when like help was forced. A suicide attempt. Yeah. Okay. But as far as when I knew I wasn't good, I always knew that I, I wasn't good. Like, what do you mean? Well, what do you mean? What do you mean? You you always knew you, you weren't good from childhood. Because like when I I think I started therapy in like 2018, and like when like when I first started to like have to unpack everything, like everything boiled down to childhood. Mm. You know, so like for me, I went to elementary school. I lived in Canarsie, grew up in Flatbush and Canarsie. My parents. Like they thought my 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 school was supposed to be like South Shore, and okay, stuff like that. So my parents thought they were um, not safe, so they sent me to school across Brooklyn. Uh, so I went to a, a um, school in a neighborhood called Garrison Beach. Mm-hmm. If you ever seen Everybody Hates Chris, 
uh, yeah. that neighborhood. Yep. It's Brooklyn Beach. It's mm-hmm. really Garrison Beach. <clears throat> so like like on the show, it's like you know playful and stuff, whatever. But it's really really racist there. You know, and I was like okay. one of the few black people there too. So I got bullied from first grade. Man, Haitian. Haitian as well. Yeah, I'm also okay. Haitian. My parents are very, very Haitian. <laughs> so I was about to say your name is Pascal. Pascal. Yeah, and my last name is Michelle. Well, you know, so we, Mike. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I know a lot of black ass Carlos. <laughs> hey, I know hey. a lot. Of, I know I, my my grandmother. Rest of, God rest her. Name was Juanita. Blackest motherfucker from Alabama you'll ever meet. Ain't a ain't a ain't a ain't a bente cinco around. I mean, not a rosco boya around. I mean, we all came from the same place, champ. That's, y'all Dominicans love saying. <laughs> <laughs> Spanish niggas love saying. Hey, hey, listen, that transatlantic slave trade. Oh, oh bro, uh, go ahead, sir. Go ahead, Pat. <laughs> See, he's starting to shit. Yeah, so I went to school in Garrison Beach, and for me, it was it was not a pleasant experience. Like I was getting chased by you know white kids that I didn't know. Mm. Um, it was it was relentless like my entire like childhood. Whenever my parents would come to the school, nobody ever saw anything, nobody ever said anything. And finally in seventh grade, I got beat up like really really bad. Like that pulled out to school, you know, by so, white kids. Yeah, by white kids. Like I was in seventh grade, like the entire like all the boys in the eighth grade like like organized to see me to get jumped, and that was like the day like like the teachers, the principal, like no way could deny what was happening. I don't even know what happened. Like I just that was the last day I was just there, mm-hmm. you know. So from there, I always like knew something wasn't right. It's not the first time I've had suicidal thoughts. I've had them mm-hmm. forever, which is what was eye-opening to me when I actually started therapy. I was like, oh, everybody doesn't think these things. You know? Hmm. So, like... If you don't mind, yeah. when you say suicidal thoughts, have these thoughts. What, mm. And uh, the reason I asked, one, obviously, as the journalist, and, you, you know, you want to get the... You want to get the <coughs> understanding. But also, just to help the people at home who may be dealing with a, a young kid or even maybe hearing this and it's like a mirror... And it's like, okay, well, maybe, you know. So when you say suicidal thoughts, as best as you can, yeah. what do you mean? Like, what were the type of thoughts? Like, harming yourself, like, oh, cut or nick myself. Or, like, I don't want to be here anymore. Or, you know, like, I'm, what what did you mean? I mean, for me, it's on a spectrum. Like, generally, like, with depression, it's like, it's like your brain attacking yourself. So when it's really hmm. extreme, it's like, you know, you want to get rid of yourself. And it's not like... You're not really thinking of it in terms of, like, I don't want to see, I don't want to be, like, I don't want to live no more. It's, like, it's, like, so painful in your head that, like, your like your body feels like the only option to get it to stop is, like... To stop. To stop. To get it to stop. <clears throat> wow. Mm-hmm. At, at the very, very least, like, on the other end of the spectrum, it may just look like, you know, me thinking I'm not good enough to get a job. Mm-hmm. You know, so... Yeah, it's a spectrum, man. Yeah. Trust me. Yeah. I get it. <clears throat> so okay, so so you, um okay, so you get pulled out of school seventh grade. Yeah, I got pulled out of school. And you're grade. having these thoughts at times. Yeah, uh, but also throughout mm-hmm. my entire childhood, up until like up until the time I started therapy in 2018, I had heart palpitations every single day mm-hmm. and panic attacks like every week of my and life. had no idea that they were. Connected. What were what were they? Uh, well, not what were they? You just said what they were, but at the time. And I could be wrong, but at the time you're in Brooklyn, first generation Haitian. Well, you're a first generation Haitian, so Haitian immigrant parents, mm-hmm. traditional. What what are they attributing? What are they calling this? What 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 is what is what does this look like? I mean, I was just being dramatic. Like, <laughs> oh, shit. yes, because like the thing is for me is like I would wake up. Like I still have like this bad habit of like always checking my pulse. Because you know, I always would think my heart was going to stop because I always had heart palpitations. You know, so like when I was a kid, like I would just wake up screaming, like go to my parents' room, like still screaming. They'll take me to the hospital, probably Brookdale. They'll hook me up to your EKG, say it was nothing was wrong. That's traumatic in itself, just having to go to Brookdale. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah I was born there too. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, that's where it started. <laughs> Sorry. And, and that's where I actually started love therapy after I got hospitalized. Whoa. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it came full circle for me, but you know. It's never it's never really easy, but you just really got to just be resilient. Like, you know, once you see something wrong, you just got to, like, lean into it. Like, no matter how painful it's, it's, mm. it's going to be, you know. Mm. So so you're having these heart palpitations. You're having these panic attacks. Obviously, mm. you know, you, we're, we're around the same age. We're all millennials. So, obviously, there's no representation. There's no, you know, black people are not deemed uh, depression- like that's not what we're called. It's not called depression. It's called, like you said, being dramatic or acting crazy. Acting crazy. There's no spaces made. So, 
you're having to still maturate. <laughs> they, I heard. I, I even had somebody be like, "Oh no, you're just sad. Don't worry about it. It's a day. Yeah. You'll be all right." Somebody told day. you that. Yeah, you've dealt with depression. Absolutely, two hundred percent. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Wow. I didn't, okay. Wow. Okay. Wow. It's been going around. Mm-hmm. Wow. Obviously, not making it about me. But yeah. In that moment, I felt like a bad friend. I don't. Like I felt like this, this is somebody I call my brother. This is somebody I talk to. I'm the god. <laughs> I'm the godfather to his child. Like I didn't know that. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's why I started therapy. Wow. Okay. Wow. All right. So, like I was saying, so you have to. Ma- so now you're 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 maturating in the late night. Well, no, you're maturating in the early two thousands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, where you know, in in Brooklyn, New York, it's not. It's obviously not gentrified yet. It's it's <laughs> Brooklyn not, is Brooklyn. Brooklyn is Brooklyn, this is, and this is old Brooklyn. And so you're having to match it. You're having yeah. to deal with girls. You're having to deal with all these new feelings that come with just being us. With okay, wow. Um, I'm gonna say it, yeah. and I know it's wrong, but it's the only words I have. Uh-huh. These feelings and things and hormones that normal that like come along with just normal childhood maturation. Mm-hmm. So I know I shouldn't have said normal, but I couldn't think of anything else. There we go. But like normal maturation was you know puberty, girls. Oh, my body looks weird. My voice sounds different. You got to deal with all this, but then you still have this damn near debilitating. But that's the thing. I like that. My, I don't know anybody whose life was like mine. Like. Anybody. Elaborate a bit. If like you, if I grew you up with, I, I grew up a first generation Haitian, so my home is Haitian. Hmm. You know, I go to school with racist white kids, and you know, white kids who probably aren't racist, but Courtney, they see me as a black man. Him? He's fine. Okay, just one. Yeah, they see me just as a black man. Yeah. So like, throughout my entire child, like in elementary school, they were making black jokes, like black American jokes, soul food jokes. I don't eat soul food. <laughs> you about to say, and they don't even connect to you. About. You love fried chicken. <laughs> <laughs> not, not I like this. crunchy rice. But seriously, it's like. <laughs> I went to when I went to college in Old Westbury, like um Shout out to Old West. Yeah. yeah. That was, that was I didn't go there, but shout out to Old West. A lot of people went there. Yeah. But that's where I like found myself. That was like where I, my first time I was around black people, like or like every day. You know, I never had that experience. And my one of my best friends, Sean, his family owned Sylvia's. Oh mm. like, he, he would bring food every weekend. I was just like, What is this? And like he would like explain soul food to me and like I would eat it every week and I would just when he would like tell me foods, I would be like uh-huh. Quick question: How much weight did you gain? <laughs> oh, I was really skinny. I was really, really skinny. I mean, my, that problem, that's the problem I have now, you know. But at the time, it was just Keeping like I used, to, I used to just be like I used to realize like they were saying racist things to me. Like as a kid, I did not, I never heard of collard greens. Like, mm. the, the next time I heard of it was in college, you know. So like, as far as maturation, it was really hard for me because like I didn't have a voice because it's like I am Haitian, so they care about results. Yep, you know so. Your parents. I, yeah. Okay. So I'm getting bullied. I can't concentrate in, in uh, school. And if I you're have not ADHD. Get- I got diagnosed last uh, last uh, November. You know, so and I had it as a kid. So, like, I'm doing bad in school because I'm getting bullied and I'm going home and I'm getting beat up you know, because I'm not doing well in school. Hmm. So I developed this thing where I just stopped speaking. Like, I'm just – because it's pointless. You know, it's no point of saying anything. Nothing's going to happen when I go home. You know, so then that happened. So, like, when it came to, like, maturing as far as women – uh, like I didn't, you know, I didn't run around like bagging girls and like all that stuff. I went to school with white kids who thought I was ugly, you know. So I didn't, and like I know I'm not an ugly person, you know, but I didn't grow up. God, talk your shit. I'm fine. No, but I'm not. Like I, I know I'm a handsome guy, and it's like, but that came with black women approaching me, like because I didn't all right, understand. So, but you're living in Brooklyn. Yeah, you're living in Canarsie. Mm-hmm. Black people all around. No, no. When I was in Canarsie in 97, we were the first black family on our block. And then... You like, said you got... Okay, yeah, I didn't listen. Then, you said uh, you got there in 97. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they started to leave. And then little by little... By my, but I'm also very Haitian. So my dad, his approach was like... He would be like, I don't send you here to make friends. I send you here to go to school. So <laughs> that was like... I didn't get to go on my block. Like, you know my sister, Sarah. Like, yeah, Sarah's, yeah, I love Sarah. Sarah's outgoing. Yeah, you know, super she, outgoing. So she was the one who was going in the neighborhood and doing stuff. Yeah. I knew... White kids. Sarah, so, uh, a <laughs> little backstory. So Sarah is a part of the, a part of my first appearance on uh, VH1 anything. 
Oh, sure. Her okay. Shout to her. Shout to Sarah and uh, Heather Haynes. So they mm-hmm. booked me for that that first VH1 thing I did with mm-hmm. uh, it was me, Tax, and Cardi. That's crazy. So that shit's crazy. So yeah, yeah shout out to Sarah. Yeah, so yeah. she was the, she was the outgoing one. I wasn't really high school. I went to Severian. Okay, all boys Catholic high school, um, Bay Ridge. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't you know as white. You know, but you know those groups of black kids who mm-hmm. came from Flatbush here. That so I was I was really comfortable. I didn't have issues in high school. But when it came to like women, like I tried to to talk to one one girl. Like I saw her on the bus, asked her out. She was just like, you know, you're cute. I would date you if you were taller, and that was it. I just never tried again. Like, I was hmm. like, these, these fucking <laughs> goddamn height shaming. Oh, I didn't have like anybody to talk to, and like you know, compare with like everybody was outgoing and doing their own thing, you know. Mm. So I was, I don't know, playing Pokemon Red, which yeah. was with, with a great <laughs> place man. to put your Tuh. efforts. Tuh. A great fucking place to put your yeah. efforts. Who'd you start with? Um. Always Char- Char- Charmander. Come on, my man. A that's a real nigga right, right there. <laughs> real fucking nigga right here. And right. the real ones know you go get the link and so you can so trade you with switch everybody right? else. So you, add, so you end up with all three. Dog. Listen, and dog. I, I would keep Char- the Charmander. Dog. I kept my Charmander. I wouldn't let him evolve. Maybe that says a lot about me. It does. That I wouldn't let it people. It definitely does. <laughs> you don't, don't let like people change. grow. But that nigga was a level 100. <laughs> that nigga's a level 100 Charmander. That nigga busting everybody ass. Y'all ain't want that smoke. Son, the nigga Ember hits you like, it's super effective. Listen, I wanted destruction. Like, Pikachu wasn't doing that. Like, <laughs> at all. When that fire hit, you know, pow, I need the screen to shake. Blastoise not, not, not fucking with a level. You nigga, you see me with a level 90 Charmander. Get low. Get low. Get low. <laughs> oh, hold, hold on. This ain't calling me. Hold on. Yo, ho. Yo, you on you on the guys next door podcast? Bam, 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 bam. That's Max. Yeah, That's Max saying what up? Hey, what's going on? What's up, Max? What's going on? So, so on an earlier episode, we was talking about I forgot what we was talking about, but you came up and we uh, your call when you called me over the pandemic and, and uh, you kind of reignited my fire. He was like, "Yo, you've been kind of quiet. What you been up to?" And I was like, "I've been doing everything." <laughs> But um, we started talking about your course. So I was trying to call. I was trying to call you so you could let the people know about the course and before before I uh, ruined it. So go ahead, let the people know about the course that you're doing, the music business course, and how they could uh, become a part of it. Uh thanks, man. Appreciate y'all, good brothers. Well, basically, I did a class at Kingsborough College that was only for the students that went to the class, and I was teaching them, like you know giving them grades and doing papers, like real lessons. Professor Hove. Yeah, exactly, Professor Hove. So after that was over, the, the um, my direct report was like, man, this class was really a success, and a lot of people reached out and wanted to be a part of this class, but, you know, it was only f- available for the students. So how would you feel about doing a class that's open to the public? And, you know, you kind of have free reign. You could bring people in, whatever you want to do. So I said, man, that sounds dope. Like, so I, I grabbed up 10 people that I really respect and admire in the music business. And I said, what we're going to do is have it open for the public. Anybody can register. You call Kingsborough, you set it up. And, you know, every week we're going to have different people come and tell you their personal stories. And you get to really, like, you know, hear firsthand success stories. Last week I had Wayno. Next week I'm going to have uh, my lawyer. So it's going to be insane with lawyer. Mm. Uh, I got Sycamore. I got Charlemagne. I got a bunch of people that's really like, you know, uh, they, they clearly not me and you, Matt. I didn't hear my name nope, at all, but it's fine. One. Nope. Nope. Well, Guess we got a lot more to do. We got, we got one more work to do. Very successful class <laughs> has been so far. So I'm going to do another one. And I would love to have you two brothers involved. Matt. <laughs> Uh, Mr. Mac Wilds, if he has any time when he's not on Broadway, he can come. <laughs> wow. Touring the country and, uh, you know, trap carrying Oki. We can do that as well, but I'd love to have both of you brothers. Y'all are my real friends. That's a fact. Anything I do. That's that a is fact. a fact. That we is appreciate a fact. you. Hope we're gonna get back to the episode. But like I said, I just want I didn't want to I didn't want to stumble. Like it was a big thing, and I didn't I want to make sure I called. I was like, what? let him tell. Him yeah, exactly. What the tell shit is because I don't want to fuck it up and people be trying to enroll in a course that ain't there. Yeah, yeah. Just hit up Kingsboro. So I'm going to sign up for the whole Van Hilton business of music class. We're in week four. We're going for six more weeks, and I'm going to go 
again to do another 10 weeks. I'm going to have the old ladies edition. Then I'm going to have the edition with, you know, Jagas. All right. There we go. Can't wait. We'll talk to you soon, bro. All right. Bro. All, right. All right, man. Man, I, I love this space. Like, I, I do. I do. I'm not going to hold it. Hey, I man. love this space. Praise we're God. In, we're Praise in. God. Yeah, you know I mean, it's Praise a good God. space to be in. Yep. Good space to be in. Um, yeah, we were talking about Charmander and my. Uh, <laughs> and we were talking about me, and me not letting him evolve and that. Being, and that that may be something that you need to unpack. <laughs> so I, we, we I need, might to... need to unpack it. <laughs> That's a fact. I don't like change. <laughs> stay to stay. I'm, I don't like the awkward phase. Char, Charmillion had a dick on his head. We never talked about that. Yo, what? Charmillion had just one Why? dick. Why? Why? On the back of his head. Why? He couldn't. It can't be a was unicorn. This. What the fuck was this? It can't be a unicorn. He, it he, wasn't a horn. It was just like a, it was. Just, it was an erect thing. I can't, on his, I can't, it, it was y'all. weird. Jesus it Christ. Was made. It was what right? made. Yeah. In the dick. In the dick. It's on top of his fucking head. And like oh, it, Jesus. It, it was rough to get from uh it was rough to get from Charmander to Charizard. So I was just, you know, I'll stay here. Yeah, you gotta be at like level thirty two or something. Yeah, like so that. It, yeah. It, was, it was rough. So I would just rather Why I remember that. Weak Charizard? Or weak Charizard is not a good A weak Charizard. Yeah, a weak Charizard is garbage, dog. <laughs> so I just have a strong Charmander, no matter how you cut it, this nigga's fucking y'all up. Man, I don't I don't know. I don't know, son. I don't know. Anyway. Anyway, <laughs> so yeah, so okay, so you said so the maturation, at least when it came to women, wasn't that tough. It didn't come until college, for real. It didn't. Honestly, it didn't really. Like, I didn't really find myself until recently. Like, huh. honestly, I didn't. Do if you don't mind school. me asking, how old are you? I'm thirty. Thirty five. So you So this is I, the reason I asked because for the people at home that's listening, it's not a quick fix. Uh, no, but. Can be something that doesn't take that long, mm. you know. If you pay attention, that's the thing. You know, yeah, yeah. Because like for me, it's like I it could have took one panic attack for them to refer me to a psychiatrist, mm-hmm. and but never, they didn't know happened. it was a panic attack. I went to the hospital like a dozen, dozens of times. They never said it was anything mental health. They told me I had a heart condition, and this is just oh, I wasn't allowed to do sports in high school because they said that I might go into cardiac arrest. So I didn't do any sports. I had to stop doing track. Because I just kept having heart palpitation. I have not had a heart palpitation since I started antidepressants in 2018. Dog. I haven't had a panic attack either. Dog. Right there. Covers so much that we talk about on this podcast and we talk about just in general, right? Um, advocacy. Having somebody, it's so important to have somebody there that says, no, he's black, but he's a human, so... He can be susceptible to all the things that white people are susceptible to. Like, you can't just write them off. Um, You know, making a space where, I guess, the people at home are able to recognize these things and these triggers and these, I don't even know what the word is, but like, ugh. I mean, the sad thing is, like, for black men and, you know, black women, like, the the only time that, it's like a reactive approach, like, they'll, They'll acknowledge our mental health when we're dead. Yep, literally. When we're in jail or when we're in hospital, like we actually do something. And barely in jail. In yeah. jail, it's like, oh, yeah. You're already, yeah. There. You're already there. Yeah. I have a question. Um, what are, uh, as somebody who has dealt with depression, uh, a lot of times my uh, my therapist would tell me to kind of like uh, use or, or kind of like lean into other things. It doesn't solve it. But it's things that kind of help. Like, uh, like for me, going to the gym became my shit. And it's like on some like, all right, cool. I got to go to the gym. If I don't go to the gym, I, I'll. So crazy now. Where it's weird. If if there's days that I'm like, I got to go to the gym this day, and I don't go, I feel off. Yep. Um. So, uh, do you have any of those? Um, anything th- those things that you lean on? You know, for those, for those, like, oh, and what are those things? For years, honestly, it was, it was the, just the gym. Like when I knew that something was wrong, I just went to the gym. That's why I spent all my time. I was there where it was the Patica Club, Packplex. I used to stay there three, four hours a day. Um, now, like the way I am now, like, you know, cause it's, you, it's, you're not going to like solve everything. It's not going to be perfect, mm-hmm. you know, but whenever I realize like I'm not doing well, I always realize I haven't been to the gym in a minute. In a minute. Mm. Like. That's what. I, that's the first thing I always realized. Yeah. But aside from that, like, I mean, most recently, like, I've been making progress last year because because of my ADHD diagnosis and 
honestly, my mom, like, cause I had a really bad December last year and my mom would just be like, you know, tell me to pray. And you know, I have this weird relationship with God and I've been distanced for a minute, but like, then it just really clicked. Cause like, you know, with ADHD, it's, you know, cause my doctor, he was just like, Oh, you know, we're, I'm going to put you on this new medication. It's going to help you with your concentration, you know, but I didn't know that like eight, like depression, like is heavily related in concentration, mm. you know? Cause like, when it comes to like issues, like in relationships and friendships, it's like when those emotions stay with you, like stuff that happened a long time time ago, like you're not supposed to carry that stuff with you. Like, yeah. Like people who hold grudges, like that's a depressive symptom. Like you're not supposed to like, all right, it is. <laughs> no, seriously, it is. It's not lying. So, like, but that's what it means to like, I'm to, a hold a fucking grudge. Yeah. <laughs> I don't the fuck that means. You do wrong by me, motherfucker. But if you're enabled, like if you can't let go of it, like, if you're choosing the whole one, that's one thing. Like, if you can't let go of it, mm-hmm. like, that's another thing. Because it's it's it's, a dis- it's distracting you. Yeah. You know, you want to be able to, like, focus on what's in front of you, your kids, your partner, whatever. Like, you shouldn't be, like, arguing about, like, stuff that happened two years ago. That's a concentration issue. Like, mm-hmm. you should focus on today. You know, so for me, like, the thing I lean on the most is just, you know, trying to be present. Like, it's very important for me to be present. I had to, like, fix my relationship with my phone. Cause like my phone was really like, because it was like, it was like ruining my day. Like it was like, I'd wake up fine and you know, yo, and I'm, I'm only laughing because dog (laughs) niggas don't understand. Yo, that shit. I don't get it. It, No, it's, it's uh, go ahead. It's like, all right, let's say you wake up, you're wake up in a good mood. You uh, took your phone. Uh, black man just got murdered in the street. And I'm like, I gotta go to work. And like, it's, it just takes you wear day. that, huh? You like so you see that, and maybe that's... I mean, for me, I, it's it. Those hit me hard because I've deal, been dealing with racism since I was five, mm-hmm. right? So f- with it's that, a trigger, like, especially like last year, because like last year with all the, with the Trump stuff, like like I wanted Trump to be gone because like all the kids I went to school kept reaching out to me like all year, like the kid who like organized me getting jumped, he reached out to me. And like, I remember I, I posted like the story. I was like, this is why I left the school. Cause everyone's like, why did you leave? And I posted, I was like, this is what happened. I got beat up. Stalls were down. I think I was knocked out for a couple hours. And that kid who like did it to me, like he was right real under it. He was just like, well, he's not a kid. He's 36 now. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. He was like, oh, I feel feel bad that happened to you. So let me knock you out. <laughs> well, no, but he didn't remember. He said what? He didn't remember. No, that's what I would say. He didn't remember. He was just like, uh, but he doesn't remember doing it. He doesn't remember doing it. He was just like, I remember going to the bathroom that day. I remember seeing the stalls on the door, and that was it. He's like, I'm sorry that happened to you. I was like, you, you don't know who did it, you know? But I didn't. I didn't want to like drag it. Like I'm, I'm over it. But like, if I do you don't want to be over. It, let me know, and I can. That's fine. So, you sure? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, 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 I like. About to say, listen, we we got some people who know some people who could get some. Stuff, I'm with you. Stuff handled. I don't. What I said earlier, I hold a grudge. I mean, I'll t- I'll take an apology. Like I don't want to cash it with me. I don't move on. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying like, and like, whew. it. You are like a product of your environment. The parents there, they're not great people. You know, so I mean, I wanted that to stop because it was like kids who never did anything to me reaching out to make sure they didn't do anything. Other kids to just tell me that they love me. I'm amazing. I'm incredible. Why am I incredible? Like. Just, you know, throwing compliments and then, you know, people like him. And then he just disappeared, you know, but. Maybe that's the reason why. What? When last episode we were talking mm-hmm. about how people can, how how 
susceptible we are to taking bad news, but mm-hmm. how how we aren't as susceptible taking good news or right. good graces or right. praise. Right. Uh, and it may be because we're so used to people being fake about it or mm. being performative about it. Mm. So funny story, mm. like earlier this year, I was working at a startup uh, for a friend. Get uh, some money. Get a yeah, lot of money. So making startups, bread. Startups always mean a lot of money. <laughs> this kid, I was, this kid named Lenny, you know, I played poker with him a few guys, a few times, uh, white guys, work with him. But like, he kept like, telling me like oh you need to be like i'm coming with this opportunity i wasn't working he was like i know you're not working i was like oh man i appreciate it but he kept like saying oh you should be grateful he kept saying that to me i'm like why do i need to be grateful and he gave me like his rate which is like like it wasn't like a terrible but i'm like that's not my rate like I know, mm-hmm. even though i'm not working i know my worth you know so like whatever happened like he didn't want to pay me the way he want he agreed upon i'm like all right cool this was your idea i'm out like, hmm. you know, it's just no harm, no foul. Hmm. He was just like, if you don't work, return to work computer by tomorrow, I'm going to have the police come to your come to your house and take it off of your body. It's white guy. I'm like, huh. Okay. Um, cool. And he's like a white Black Lives Matter advocate, you know. I've always been kind, never hmm. been anything funny. Like, he ended up giving the money. As, like, I was just like, look, I, I'm like, I go viral on Twitter all the time with my daughter. I'm like, I could just tweet. <laughs> I just tweet something like right. it'll have like people attack your investors and mm-hmm. like as soon as I said that he gave me my money like immediately you know but that like that goes to show that's like you don't know what like what people are thinking like they can come like all supportive and nice and like just look at you like okay you're a problem and I, I know yeah. how to get rid of you because like I, I wrote Cuomo about it because I was like <laughs> you fund like these startup should've companies should have sent a woman hmm? should have <laughs> Jesus I hate you why why? It would have never got resolved. Why? <laughs> oh, it got resolved. If she would have, something would have got resolved. If, she if, she, if you would have pinned it on a woman like right yeah. above the titty, you'd have been like, "What's this?" <laughs> nah, but um, yeah. I mean, that it just makes things more difficult for me. It's like I like it's it, I've been carrying like this like racist stuff for so long. Like so, my my trigger. Is I get like, it. I, I, it's like I don't understand it, and I've heard Max say that before. And like, if you're a Max friend, any. For any time longer than ten minutes, you're gonna realize like trying to contact him via phone. Yeah, it's just it's that is terrible. that's the probably the most. Trigger. It is that's the triggering part of my. It's <laughs> so like all right, I'm gonna. I, like, I need to talk to Mac at twelve, so I should probably text him at eight tomorrow night. It's and just it's it. I had to. <laughs> I I I had to get a better relationship with my phone, and I'm still I'm still learning that. I'm still learning. I'm still trying to get even better with it because we're in, we're in the information age. So information comes at, at us literally at the speed of light, whatever, whatever the things that you want to see or the things that you don't want to see will be on your phone. As soon as you, as soon as you open this bitch is right there. Right. Whether it's a text message from somebody that you don't want to talk to, if it's a if it's a, a, some a tweet that you just it just doesn't sit right with your soul. If it's the fucking Instagram seeing somebody flexing and, and you're not in the right place and it's just like, ah, why am I not there? Then you start beating yourself, bro. It's you have to you you have to learn a different culture with your own phone. Like you have to treat it like it's a like it's a person. You have mm. to have a better relationship with your phone. It's fucking nuts, bro. Boundaries. Yeah, yep. yep. I, Real I, shit. I don't know. I never had that issue. Like y'all know, like when I don't like, I have no problem setting boundaries with that fucking phone. I got at this point. What? How many unanswered text messages I got? I mean, you are Mouse Jones. Eight hundred thirty-six. I mean, you may not have an issue, but the people around you may. That's what you know, I'm saying. It's like it was designed to like keep you close to people far away, but it does the opposite. Yeah, that and, and maybe that's why I'm so I like I never understand it. and and I couldn't be a part of the prom because I'd be like, you know, when I hear somebody would say like usually when I hear somebody say that, I'd be like, but I remember the first time Max said it, and I was like, bitch, niggas, like, just put the phone down, like the fuck, or how you triggered by something? Like I, I I remember I used to always say like. Um, nothing can piss me off about something that I can turn off. Like nothing on this phone can piss me off because I can turn it off. Yes. If I take, if I scroll up and if I swipe out, nothing, nothing on Twitter is bothering me because 
it don't exist. But I think that's the thing, right? It's it's the that initial once you see it, you can't unsee it. I wish I could just fucking delete the shit out of my head. But once I seen it, then I turn it off. Then it's in my head the whole time. Like, damn, why the, why the fuck? Has that added damn. to your depression or? Oh yeah, it always does. It always like somebody saying something, something about, uh, about a project or something. The funniest thing is that when it comes to when it comes to projects and all of that stuff, I've I've been in this business since I was a kid, so I I automatically expect somebody to have. Uh, a judgment about it, whether good or bad. Mm-hmm. It's for me, and this is speaking more candidly. It's it's when people speak about where I am in my career, what I should what I should be doing, kind of what or start the last episode. yeah, or start comparing me to this person or that person, or oh, you should be like, oh, why didn't you? You should drop a song with, or yo, your music, you, you should be bigger. You should be bigger than. It's like, bro. If you're not if you're not doing anything to to actively help me with it, then I I I have to. Take yeah, I gotta either I can, and I, and the craziest thing is in social media you can't tell everybody to shut the fuck up. Why Because we are not all Mouse Jones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> First of all, that's okay. Okay, I just wanted to be put out here. That I'm doing. My best this episode, <laughs> but that was an attack and it was unnecessary. I, I apologize. I apologize. <laughs> Keep your apology, bitch. <laughs> no, it's, that it's, mean? it's, it's, not, it's I'm, a, just, I'm just asking. No, it's a, it's it's and a real exactly what I'm doing. Yeah, holding right? a fucking grudge. No, it's a it's a it's a real thing. But once you see it, it's already in your body. It's mm. already within your ether, and that's that's why you have to you have to build a better relationship with your with your phone or just with the wor- the way that world is set up so that the things that you're allowing in, you're prepared for. Oh, wow. Okay. And that he's spitting. Yeah. That's dope. Seeing y'all. Okay. Okay. Um, now you have a daughter. Yes. Beautiful kid. Thank beautiful you. kid. And I got some, I got some beautiful kids. I'm, like, Jesus, I'm like, Jesus Christ, this guy. Fuck was in the water that day. Yeah, she's <laughs> I was like, this motherfucker kept the socks on. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm trying so bad. But I gotta be me. Ignorance. It's ignorance. <laughs> all right. Um, how did that play? How did that play? I, and this is all leading up to, you know, you getting help and, you know, going. So, but mm. How but, old is your daughter? Yeah. Uh, she just turned six. Um, so having a daughter and having these issues all your life with no real... Well, before we even get to your daughter, when we start to see, and it's still going on, but when we start to see like mental health on television being mm-hmm. portrayed, and obviously it was white people at the time, but like just seeing people break down or seeing Britney Spears and the celebrities and all of this, when, you, when we start to see mental health introduced... Do you start seeing yourself? Do you start seeing things that you you're like, oh, I'm going through that? Or what is that? Or oh, no. do are you viewing it the way every a lot of black people are like, that's white people problems? Oh no, nah, I mean, I never. I always knew something was up. Like the way I grieved, like my grandma passing, like the way like mean? I would grieve, like relationships ending. It would just be too long. Like I knew just something was wrong. But for me, it, like the reason why I spoke up was because I didn't see anything and. Because, like, the people closest to me were telling me that I was bugging and I was making it up. So I was just like, I have nobody else close to me to talk to. So I'm going to start talking to the mm-hmm. internet. So I just started tweeting. And then when I started tweeting, people started to just reach out. And, you know, people were talking about similar stuff they've done or worse stuff they've done. And people, you know, saying that they've never realized it or whatever. But I didn't really hear about it at all until, like, after I started, you know, okay. really speaking about it. You know. So you have your daughter. Mm-hmm. Um and this is, and you're dealing with all this. What type of strain does that put on the the relationship mm. with the daughter's mother? What type of strain does that put on you with yeah. um, just being a father, right? Because there's so much. Once again, this is me saying none of this stuff comes easy. Yeah. Being a father is not easy. Nope. Um, and that's if you are lucky enough to have all your eggs in one basket and and have everything in order having you know but then having to deal with debilitating depression in these thoughts that you're ideating that 
it has to make it that much harder. Um, so what is that like? I mean, I'm sure fatherhood, you know, played a role. Um, relationships played a role. When when Lana was born, I was working at ACS. Like, oh wow, yeah, I was a child hmm. protective investigator. So like, everything was stress. <laughs> you know, so high stress, <laughs> very, very, very high stress. You know, you never. You're you're getting home between like nine p.m. and four a.m. You know, leaving to, to work at nine a.m. So like that definitely played a part in like me having a breakdown. Um, but as like afterwards, like I see my daughter, like and when I see like how well she's doing or how like articulate she is or how funny she is, I'm just like, this is me, like without trauma, you know, because she's mm. you know she's very vibrant, she's very funny. I love to joke. I'm I'm very stupid. My daughter, like I used to want to act. I took acting classes. You know, my daughter wants to act like she, like we were speaking earlier. Like my mm -hmm. daughter, my daughter can see a movie and just imitate it and just do it like verbatim after one watch, and it's fascinating. And that's what like gives me that. Those are the kind of things that give me the drive to like keep taking care of myself. Because sometimes, like when it comes to taking care of your family, it's just easy, it's as simple as taking care of yourself. Yeah, you know. So, but yeah. but now it's like you know she's she's great. Like if I'm not doing well, like. She's like, she, I can see it in her. Like this, these past 12 months, I've, I've did a complete, like, you know, 180. Is that the number? 180. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I don't want you to do a 360. I do not. Yeah, I don't want to do 360 <laughs> either. But like, I see like how, you know, distant she is or if, how down she is if I'm not doing well. Like mm -hmm. when I'm very well, like now, like I see her, she just tells me she loves me all the time. Gives me hugs all the time. Tells me she appreciates me. I'm just, all I did was take care of myself. You know? Are you scared about passing that on to her? Absolutely not. No, um, I, I think I'm I'm going to figure it out. You know, I, that's pretty much what I do with everything. That's what I do at work. <laughs> that's what I do with myself. I'm I'm always going to lean into myself and and try to. I don't want like I don't want to like a burden her. I don't want her to be because like when I started therapy, they were like, if you don't take care of this, like it's it's going to be passed down either by like you taking your life or something similar. You know, or, you know, having a kid who's parentified who has, always has to pick you mm -hmm. up, you know, and I don't want either for her, you know, mm. so. What about you? Are you, you worried about passing down a tryst? Or that maybe it could have, maybe it could be in the blood? Uh, Like, like, um, like, uh, you, what do they call it? Euthogenics? Oh, no, no, eugenics. no. You, you, uh, eugenics? Or, uh, um, I, I think that, I, I pray that the, I pray that the knowledge of I pray that the knowledge that comes from the trauma is passed down so that my daughter doesn't have to go through it. But I pray that she doesn't have to go through the, the lasting effects that the trauma has put on my body um, and constantly puts on my body. Because one thing that a lot of people don't speak about either is that depression isn't something that just goes away. It's it's legit like lack of a better term it's like herpes like that shit can it'll sit inside of your body you'll see something well, and it'll fucking on top of your body <laughs> i think i don't i never had it I fucking hate you okay it's just something that that <laughs> dwells it's something that dwells inside of you and then you get a trigger and i don't want nothing that dwells i'm sorry i'll try it i'll fucking try it but if, a, if the doctor comes to me it's just like mouse I'm like Doc, please don't tell me it dwells. <laughs> Just it don't dwells. tell me it dwells. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that but that's the real. It 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 just it it it's always there. So you you have to you you have to find the things that can constantly help you combat that. Um because it's it's not it's not something that just that just disappears after a therapy session and, you know, everything is all honky-dory. You're going with your life. No, that shit still lives in you. That shit. Was that, um, for either one of y'all, was that uh, demoralizing? Like, you go to therapy and after one session, you're like, oh, I done told this lady all my business. I told this person my business. And then you realize you still got to deal with it. Like, was that demoralizing ever? Uh, mm. When I started therapy, I was crying in the lobby of, of Brooklyn. Like, I was like, I need help. And wow. I'm not doing that no more. I'm cool. Like, like I, I love my psychiatrist. Like, I, like, I, like, 
So you have a psychiatrist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have a psychiatrist. Okay. So when I started at Brookdale, like I, they started on, on one one medication. I was just on a Remeron. And like on that medication, like I remember being in the psych ward and like being around like black men who all had like all these different things. And I'm, Can we talk about that for a moment? Yeah, of course. Um, I don't want to talk about the attempt. I don't want to talk about that. Um, But you ended up in the psych ward. Yeah. What was that experience like? Like, because th- this is, mm. this is, this is not a place you typically want to be. Typically, a place that is more, you know, kind of attributed to jail. Mm. Um, when we are when we are told about it, what was your experience like there? Uh, I mean, it wasn't a bad experience. Like, I got it. You know, I did feel safe there. Um, they like take take your phone. They take away anything dangerous. They like take a few things. I took. Um, a couple, I, don't, I took one book, I took The Road Less Traveled by Scott Peck, which is a great book if you're battling depression. Great book. Um, and I took uh, one of Al's books, Al Patron, I took one of his okay. books with me. So I was just, that's all I had with me. But like, you know, you see people with other things. Like I remember there was a guy who was suffering from delusions and he was like telling a story from like 1950 when he helped like a restaurant Actually, with Sylvia, she was telling me a story about how he gave Sylvia her restaurant, her uh, recipes, and it sounded real. Like it sounded. It was, like, I was about to say, was he old enough to? No, nah, he was my age, but it sounded like he was actually there, and I was just like, "Wow, that's crazy!" How like, Yo, what if these niggas that we be calling liars, <clears throat> they suffering from delusion? Mouse Jones. Just asking questions. Some of these. Go ahead. I'm sorry, P. But yeah, like, but like, just observing something like that is like, because that's that was his low, and like, you know, I saw him fine, like afterwards, you know. So like, do you keep up with any of these people? Oh no, 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 no. I, I, it wasn't even like that. Like, I don't, I don't remember it like that. But I just what, what, what I remember the most is that when I started my medication, I was sitting on the edge of my bed, and that was the first time like I woke up and I didn't have like, like. I don't know how to explain, like, noise mm-hmm. in my head. It was just silent. Like, I didn't have, like... Because there's, like, little thoughts that just run around, like, you know, you're going to fuck up. Like, this is, you know, what did I, what does this person think? Like, I just didn't have anything. And from there, I just kept taking my medication, kept feeling better. But even with that, like, it's not an easy journey. Because, mm-hmm. like, like, I never had had to have a conversation with my psychiatrist about my medication. So it worked. Like, if I wanted to, like, if I tried to have suicidal thoughts on that medication, I could not. Like it's, I can't, it, I can't hold on to it, you know, but my, that wasn't like my, my full diagnosis. Like that psychiatrist, he was kind of like distant, you know, I'd be like, um, he was like, he really like was hard on me about marijuana. And I'm like, I wasn't even smoking at the time. Right. I think when I got hospitalized, I had like a, a weed cookie two days before. So it was just like, mm. tell me, I, I know you're on the drugs. I'm like, I, what the fuck are you talking about? But he just kept, was mean about it. So like last year, at the end of last year, like I wrote my, I wasn't working. Like I rode my bike to Brookdale, and I, I begged him. I was like, "This." It, I was like, "Something's wrong with me." Like, and this is around the election. I was like, "Something's wrong with me." Like, I need help. Like, this, I there's something else going on, and he was not helping me. So then I took took myself to Kings County. Uh, happened to see that one of my friends, you know, working at the front desk. They signed me up, and from there, like, I was just intentional about having because I never wanted to be like misdiagnosed again or like having like mm-hmm. somebody not realize. I wanted to be like. You know, first I was like, I'll get a black doctor. And I was like, let me just get a Haitian doctor, you know, because I don't want to talk about Haitian trauma. I don't want to talk sure. about beatings. I don't want to talk about it. I just wanted to get it. And I got lucky enough to get a Haitian psychiatrist who, he, he begged me. Like, he begged me to, like, to take his advice. Like, because he put me on this, like, a medication. I was just, Like, I had, like, suicidal thoughts one day. And I was just scared. And he was just, he was like, trust me. Like, I need you, to, like, I need you to trust me. And he was like, it's going to help you organize your thoughts and stuff like that. And like, he made me like come through with like an ADHD assessment. He did it with me. And then I found out most of my depression was caused by ADHD. Cause like, just he's like, focus. it's going to help you concentrate. Like he's going to, he, that was literally the issue. He's like, I'm like, and my problem was that I was, I couldn't focus in job interviews because like I was having a, I had a job interview scheduled with a startup called formula. Uh, and they work with a nootropic brand. I, I was interviewing with uh, the CEO, uh, Adam Greenfield, and like right before the the interview, maybe like five minutes before, I picked my phone up and I saw that my like I think my unemployment, something would have my unemployment. And I was just like so mad. And like I cried in the interview. Like I did not do well in the interview. Like and then that was like around the same time I started my like stuff with um with the, the new medication. 
So like little by little, like, you know, I just made like the medication, like took my appetite, like it stripped me of my appetite. I could not eat anything. Like the day before I remember I bought these like red velvet Choban yogurts okay, and they were like delicious. The next, the, after I took the medication, like they were disgusting. Like my whole taste palette changed. Like I was eating wings before steak before I can't eat that stuff now. Like I, it kind of like changed like part of my personality as far as like what I want to eat. Mm. So like I had to like learn how to eat. I'm about to say you had to figure that part yeah. out. So I'm still trying to like figure it out. Like, like from December to like maybe April, I lost 30 pounds. Cause like when I started to f- feel better, like oh, on my I medication, so, I had something so bad to say. Something okay. so stupid, <laughs> ignorant to say. Jesus Christ. And I'm going to say it. You should. <sighs> Just, Oh, I was going to say whatever that is. I need it. <laughs> Listen, but listen, I don't need it. Listen, but I need to get rid of thirty. Christ, I can't deal with him. Nah, but it's like I didn't. So like I accidentally stopped drinking. Like I accidentally. What do you, wow, so you, liquor. Yeah, like, just because and I started a beer company. Like I have is incorporated. Like I that's mm-hmm. like what I'm I remember. Yeah. To do. Um, but like because I started to feel, I've never felt so good. Like the way I feel today, like I don't have anxiety. Like if you if we were gonna have this conversation last year, I wouldn't be able to have it. Like it like. Little by little, like, I started to feel good. And I started to realize that when he was talking about concentration, because I was asking for help for, like, job interviews, like, it was, like, I didn't realize, like, it's all, like, attention, Mm. you know? So, like, I started to realize I was paying attention to different things. Like, lyrics started to make sense after Mm -hmm. many, many times. You know, like, I started to realize my daughter do certain things or I say certain things or I would start to notice that, you know, people react a certain way, like, you know, I'm, I'm paying attention to everything, you know, and I started to get better at everything. I started getting better at working out. Like I, when I started to do my job interviews, like I was mastering like my, my pitch of like my career. And then I got a job, you know, I got a job in August doubling the salary of my last job, hmm. you know, and it just came from me just being intentional and like just working on myself. And that's why I love my psychiatrist. Like he advocated for me, even when I gave him the I told him like the job I got and like how much I was making. Like he was jumping for joy. He ran downstairs, like told my like my therapist. He asked me if he was okay, and he was like excited for me. You know, so like it's very important to like have a you know team around you that you know that'll advocate for you because you, sometimes you will not do it for yourself. You know that that saying "it takes a village" is real. Yep. What? I, could you, we gotta go. I do want to ask this question though. Like in the moment. In the in the moment when in that last attempt where it could have been it, what kept you here? Well, or at least what do you think kept you here? I mean, the last attempt that was an attempt. The last time I was feeling suicidal was last December, and it was excessive, like how I was feeling because it was last year was a really bad year. And what kept me here, I honestly, was, I think it was my friends. You know, because, like, it was, it was weird. Thank you. I'm, 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 I'm serious. Yeah. Like, but little Jesus things, Christ. like, when people come and check in, like, it it matters because it's, like, you're at your lowest. Like, I remember us speaking to, like, my, my boy uh, Pitt, and we wanted to do a movie podcast together because I love movies. Mm-hmm. And, like, I called him about something completely total, like, different. And he was just like, yo, Pascal, I love you. He was like, everybody's waiting to see what you're doing. Like, and then when I, when I wanted to get... Adderall, because like I was like I have ADHD. My doctor didn't want to give it to me. I went to go see my PCP, and before saying anything, my PCP just stopped me, and he was just like, "I just want you to know, like whatever happened to you growing up with your father, it's okay. Like your father didn't know. You can do it. You don't. You don't need anybody. Like, you have it in you. And like it was just random little conversations like that that would just like keep me going. And my mom, because like, my mom would just be like, you know, pray, and now I pray every day. Mm-hmm. You know, being thankful is life changing. Like, like you being really need to like life changing. It, it is. really is like you like because I, I have a, a difficult relationship with God, and mm-hmm. like people could you know judge what you want, but like it really is just you know taking care of yourself, like giving all your problems to God, and just being able to focus on what's in front of you. It's it's important. You know? Somebody somebody said to me. And when they said this, it made so much sense. And I guess we could, and then we could, we could end on this. And this is literally what you said. Uh, and it's one of the main reasons why I pray so much now. So during this last year, um, my dad, I grew up in a wild ass wild house too, right? My dad. No pun intended. Yeah, no pun intended. My dad is Muslim. My mom is Catholic. 
So, (laughs) (laughs) so it's wild, right? Um, So I grew up, I I grew up with the New York Times side, yeah, all of that stuff. So, uh, but this year was the first time I think in a long time that Lent and Ramadan fell at the same time. Mm. So it was for me, it was really just like a weird holy season, you know, like just straight focused talking to God more than I probably ever have, et cetera, et cetera. Just trying to get my relationship back right with him. And in the midst of that, somebody said something to me that, that made all of the sense in the world. They said, coincidence is the language of God, but gratitude is his currency. Mm. If you want something, you got to know how to come at him. So it's it's just made me a it's just made me be a lot more like gracious, just grateful and just great literally just waking up and just thinking about the things that I'm actually grateful for whatever it is and focusing on that every day. Every single day I have, if I if I don't get a chance to really really talk to God every day, I have this one prayer that I do really quick. It's like thank you God, thank you for today. Thank you for yesterday, and if I'm blessed enough to see it, thank you for tomorrow. Mm. Like just simple the word that'll preach. Simple. We gotta we gotta give ourselves grace. You know, we're a lot like a lot of us are really really hard on ourselves. A lot of us have perfectionism. You know, we gotta give great ourselves grace. You know, we are we're, we're none of us are perfect. You know, we just be thankful. Like look around your life, look at the people in it. You know, it it can be worse. Mm-hmm. You know, just be thankful for what you have. You know, focus. You know, what's in front of you, Pat? Mm. Yo, I'm so happy you're here. So I'm am I. So man. thankful that you are here. Um, and, and I can't wait for you to keep being here and, and all the amazing things to come. The Bear Company. Tell everybody what you got going on. How they can support. Um, oh, that's dead. I'm not like <laughs> like it, it's. I'm. I think like every day. Like like I said, it wasn't intentional. Like not drinking. So I think I'm probably just gonna stick with it. Gotcha. And as far as what I'm going on, like nothing. And I'm, I love it. I'm just working. <laughs> I, I'm product operations manager for an ad tech company. Okay. Mm-hmm. Job is great. More, a Money's lot of money. Good. It just sounds My like a lot happy. of money. I'm perfect. You know, I'm just learning hobbies, teaching myself how to skateboard. And there we be, go. Please be careful. Yeah. Like <laughs> I don't want. I, I don't want you to. You know, work so hard to stay alive, and then <laughs> on, on, on the alley. Jesus. He'll, he'll scrape a banana or something like that. He'll be it sounds dangerous. He'll be alley. Learning skateboarding <laughs> for people who know how to skateboard doesn't that sound that dangerous to me. Learning to skateboard as a whole adult. Like, our bones aren't the same. Nah. Not. These aren't breakable bones. I fell four days ago. I still feel it. Is this what I'm yeah. saying? Like, I'm just saying, I, you know... I don't know where it's at, but whatever. God got me. Uh, I, I ain't never broke nothing. I don't be in no places where I could break. <laughs> no, I know I don't got Lord, it. Lord. I, sometimes we be playing basketball. I see a ra- I see a, a loose ball. I'm not diving. I'm not diving. I'm yeah, not, I don't, I don't, I'm like not, see, I'm not, seeing, I seeing Blake and all of these guys diving now at they it at their old age. They, this is their livelihood. Got it, sir. Yeah. I talk shit for a living. Yes, yes, you do. So I'm not diving for that basketball. I'm okay. not. I don't have anybody to. I don't have any coach to impress. Yep. I'm not going to run suicides. And you're not making a million dollars. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. And now I'm fucking mad. (laughs) (laughs) But you reminded me that I'm not making a million dollars doing anything. Well, you'll make a million dollars doing this, but playing basketball, you're not making a million dollars. So now you don't think I'm good enough to play that. You know what? I'm not doing this. Oh, Jesus Christ. You see? P, I appreciate you. I appreciate you guys. Thank you. Always. Love you, my brother. Love you Make sure y'all go see Thoughts of a Colored Man on Broadway. You get your tickets on Telecharge. Get your tickets, get your tickets, get your tickets. I seen it this last week. Yep. No, I lied. This episode comes out on a Monday mm-hmm. that I will see. I'll see it this week. Okay. I will see it the end of this week. Can't wait. Very excited. Um trapkaraoke.com, trapkaraoke.com. Uh we have this week I will see you guys in Delaware, DC, Detroit on the 23rd. So those are the three cities that are left. Shout out to Atlanta last week was amazing. Um, but yes, I will see y'all at one of those cities. If not, I'll see y'all in the new year. But you will see us win next week on the Guys Next Door podcast, as you do each and every Monday, sometimes Tuesday. But if you're listening, I ain't even got to say it. Nope. 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 We'll see y'all. We love y'all. Thank y'all. Peace. We are guys next-
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.